We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The top stories from across the New York Tri-State. From the WCBS 880 Newsroom, this is the All Local. Governor Hochul and Republican challenger Lee Zeldin will meet tonight for their only scheduled debate before Election Day. Zeldin had been critical of the governor for not agreeing to more than one debate. They only agreed on this one on this past Sunday. The one-hour debate will be held at Pace University tonight. It starts at 7. It airs on New York 1. Election coverage on WCBS sponsored by AARP New York. Get voting information you can trust at aarp.org slash nyvotes. Governor Murphy has promised a post-mortem review of how New Jersey responded to the COVID pandemic. Today, the governor said that review is taking longer than expected. Last month, Murphy said the report would be done in a matter of weeks. Seven weeks later, he says they're still working on it. But he did promise that a full review will be completed soon. New York City health officials have decided to end the strictest in the nation COVID vaccine mandate, which was put in effect by former Mayor Bill de Blasio. WCBS's Mac Rosenberg has more. More than 180,000 businesses in the city have been navigating the mandate since it was implemented, just as Mayor de Blasio was walking out the door late last year. The protests against it were strong, but Mayor Adams kept it in place. Now it will expire November 1st, meaning companies will have the option to keep it, but no mandate. Another COVID vaccine mandate, the one for high-risk extracurricular school activities, will also end November 1st. But staying in place for now is the mandate for city municipal workers, cops, firefighters, EMTs, and others. So far, more than 1,500 of them who didn't get the shot have lost their jobs. Mac Rosenberg, WCBS News Radio 880. The city says its Open Streets program was a big success, providing restaurants with a much needed financial shot in the arm during the pandemic. WCBS reporter Marla Diamond with details from Chinatown. The DOT report showed restaurants and bars in pedestrian only corridors not only were able to survive the pandemic, their sales grew an average 19 percent while other restaurants not in the zone saw sales drop 29%. Commissioner Edonis Rodriguez. New Yorkers not only love dining outdoors. When given the choice, they prefer to spend their time and money along car-free open streets. One of the five car-free corridors the study looked at is here on Doyer Street, where Wellington Chen heads the Chinatown Business Improvement District. You get to meet your neighbors that uh, normally you would not see inside the stores or restaurants. Uh, that you're passing by and you will see what they're having, you say hi. Uh, it becomes a very social place. So this uh, turned into a, a mini uh, Paris. In Chinatown, Marla Diamond, WCBS News Radio 880. A 14-year-old Staten Island boy was shot in the leg outside Tottenville High School this afternoon. Police believe he's a freshman at the school. He was taken to the hospital. He should be okay. The NYPD is searching for two suspects who wore ski masks and fled on foot. Tottenville High was briefly placed on lockdown, which has since been lifted. 
Election 2022 could be a pivotal point in our history, with Americans and New Yorkers divided on the issues and the candidates. From the race for New York governor to races around the nation and the tri-state, stay connected with the latest campaign coverage on WCBS 880. Sponsored by AARP New York. Get voting information you can trust at aarp.org slash nyvotes. In the Weather Center, our Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen. The fog returns tonight, Craig? It is. It already is across many of the coastal areas and a few inland areas as well, but uh, especially along the south shore and the eastern parts of Long Island. I'm noticing some patchy uh, inland fog now around Somerville and Trenton. And uh, in Connecticut, we're also seeing some of that fog rolling in from off the Sound at Bridgeport, as well as on the eastern sections of, uh, of the state out towards uh, New London Groton. So that's the fog. We have showers that are occurring over the western part of New Jersey and the western Hudson Valley back towards the Catskills. All combined, even though some of us may have gotten to see some sunshine today for a while, it is going to become rather dreary again overnight. And some of the showers later tonight could actually be heavy, 60 to 65. Showers will taper off tomorrow morning, and it will be a variably cloudy afternoon once again. But another shower is possible in spots before the day is over, high near 70. Thursday, a mix of sun and clouds, still mild, and finally dry. Highs up around 70. Right now in the city, we have uh, the clouds moving back in. It is 68. Humidity, 87%. Craig Allen, thank you. This coming weekend marks 10 years since Superstorm Sandy hit the tri-state. At WCBS, we are spending the week looking back and seeing where the hardest-hit communities are today. WCBS reporter Marla Diamond has more from Queens. Lifelong Breezy Point resident Marty Ingram was at the center of it all as chief of the Point Breeze Volunteer Fire Department on October 29, 2012. It's it's Atlantis, and the whole community is under under the sea. Despite all of their training, nothing could have prepared Ingram and his crew for this. It's a combination of multiple disasters. You know, one is a flood, which on its own would be bad. Next is a hurricane, and then next is a, a six-alarm fire, which now is considered as the biggest historic residential fire ever in the history of Queens, New York. Miraculously, no lives were lost in Breezy Point. Some may recall the lasting image in the wreckage. The only thing standing there was this beautiful statue of the Blessed Mother, and it was untouched. And I looked at it, and I, I always regarded it as she was here that night. In the end, 135 homes in this close-knit community were destroyed. The memory still haunts Ingram. It was a big deal. And, and the memories are still fresh, even though it's 10 years later. Our hearts go out to the people in Florida with Ian. And what will surely be years of picking up the pieces. Ingram's new book, Flood, Fire, and a Superstorm, is part memoir, part cautionary tale. For people in communities around the world that may experience concurrently multiple disasters, and hopefully it'll save other lives. In Breezy Point, Marla Diamond, WCBS News Radio 880. Stay informed. Stay connected. Subscribe to the WCBS 880 All Local at WCBS880.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.